0: Thanks for joining the Eventive Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host and event mentor, Sarah Brush, event professional for over two decades. My goal for this podcast is to share how events and sponsorships can help you build community, make an impact and grow your business and have lots of fun while doing it. By the way, don't forget to check the episode notes for valuable event resources exclusively for you. I appreciate you spending this time with me. Let's get this party started. Hello. I am so happy that you're here for the Event of Entrepreneurs podcast. If you are listening to this right when it comes out, it is almost Thanksgiving and I'm so excited. However, I have already transitioned my house from Halloween, Thanksgiving to Christmas. So we have everything set up. We just have to buy our tree this weekend. I think we're going to get two trees too. (laughs) And then I have literally have all of my diffusers going around the house with essential oils, with pine and Christmas spirit, and we have Christmas music playing nonstop. So that is my status around Christmas. I love it. How about you? (laughs) I love to hear. So let's get right into the episode. Today, I want to talk about what not to do for registration and pricing for your event. So these are going to be the things that you want to avoid. So let's get right into it. Number 1 is having one standard price that does not expire. I always suggest having an early bird rate or even multiple price increases is the best way to go. This drives people's behavior to feel like there is a deadline and also feel like they are getting a deal and I am all about getting a deal. So I love when there is an opportunity to sign up early for a better rate. Just for an example, if an event is 199 and then it goes up to 350 a month later, Most people are going to register early if they know they're going to the event. And that's why even you could do two price, you know, increases. So that way, if they're not sure right away, they know there is another price increase that they could register with before it goes up to full price. So just really looking at your pricing and making sure that you have specific rates that do expire to help drive people to sign up. Number two, getting too complicated with pricing. It's great to have the multiple price breaks like we just talked about but you also want it to be simple and easy to understand. So for an example, if a price is $199 for a certain period, but if you upgrade to VIP, you get $50 off. And if you register during certain dates and you pay in full, you get a hundred off. You can kind of see where I'm going with that. If it's too complicated to figure out and to follow, it's it's not a good route to go. So just make sure it's very clear on your website. These are the dates you need to register by for this rate. You know, of course, if you have VIP tickets too, you would have that pricing as well, but you want to keep it pretty simple. So it's not confusing and attendees can easily register at the rate they want. Number three, you do not want to have hidden fees. You want to be very transparent because we all know when you go to register for something and you're at the checkout, you've done all the work to sign up. And then all of a sudden, there's all of these additional fees that you weren't aware of, processing fees, taxes that were added, you know, different upgrade options that you weren't aware of. So just make sure that it's very clear what people are paying so there's no surprises. Number four, not having a VIP ticket. Of course, this isn't a 100% must for all events, but typically it's really beneficial because you can offer benefits that don't cost you a lot of money and attendees have that option to get an elevated experience they will pay for Attendees love to be VIP and there's so many things that you can offer that don't cost you a lot. And then there's even more upgraded experiences if you do want to invest some money on it. I just did an episode. I can't recall the number. It's just a couple episodes back that you can check out all about what you can include in VIP tickets. Number five, do not discount add value. I'm all about that for sponsorship as well. Anything with your event, you don't want to start offering discounts you are really devaluing your event when you do that. And it sets a precedent that, is not great for the future when people are used to getting discounts. And plus, it's really not fair to all attendees when you're giving certain people discounts because they don't want to pay more. And of course, there will be situations where you may have a certain relationship with someone where you're going to give them free tickets or give them a special offer. That's totally fine. You know, it has to do with your relationship and maybe they're doing something of value for you. But this is really a guideline in general. When attendees contact you or they're about to sign up and they're like, any way I can get a discount, it's just really expensive for me to fly there. You know, you have to really stay strong in your pricing because you priced it that way for a reason and you want people to see the value in that price. Number six, discounting deeper than you offered your first early bird rate. So let's say you have an attendee or attendees that pay $199 in January. This is your early bird rate. And then right before your event in May, you see that you don't have as many people signed up as you want and you are concerned. So you're like, oh my gosh, I have to discount this to the lowest price possible, so I can make sure to get more people signed up. So let's do one fifty, and then all of a sudden you have people signing up for one fifty. But the people that you gave the best rate to originally was one ninety nine. So now you're going to end up having to refund and credit people for that difference in price. So you just want to make sure that you aren't rewarding people for waiting until the last minute, especially when you should be giving your priority to those people that sign up early. Number seven. Don't forget about the value of giveaways. You register for the early bird and you can be put in a drawing for an upgraded ticket, a VIP ticket, or maybe you pick five people to get specific sponsor gifts. So even around the pricing, you can also add in giveaways and entice people even more to sign up by a specific date. You can ask sponsors or speakers if there's anything that they want to offer. Maybe you offer a one-on-one session with you, depending on what your service is. Or if you have a product-based business, you could offer them a product or an upgrade to VIP. So just think about what you can offer. And of course, this isn't going to everybody. It's a giveaway. So you would, you know, whoever registers by a certain date, you pick from those names and someone wins a prize or a service. Number eight, not listing refund guidelines. This needs to be really clear on your registration page. So if someone wants to cancel or maybe they wanna transfer their ticket, they know exactly what that's gonna be and you're not scrambling to figure out you know, if you're gonna give them a refund or not. Number nine, not doing a budget before you decide on your price. You need to understand your cost to determine your price. So how much will it cost you to have that attendee at the event? It is also important to look at what other events are doing in the same industry. What is your target market used to paying for similar experiences? So you're going to take all of those different factors into consideration to come up with your price. But if it's costing you you know, $300 to have somebody at your event and you're only charging them $100, well, we can all see where that's going to go. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're taking your uh, budget into consideration when pricing your event. Number 10, launching registration without any valuable details on what's happening at the event. Attendees want to know what they're getting, what are the type of speakers, why should they be there? So you want to make sure your website is very enticing and has the core information that needs to be there. And of course, specifically, like, you know, you want to have the times, the date, the location, the room block, all of those details. And then, of course, all of your marketing messaging around the event overall. Now, it's great to basically surprise people as they go towards the event with speakers and things like that. So you may, you know, launch speakers later on and, you know, every month you're launching a new speaker to get people excited and and, and keep that energy for your event until the event actually happens. But you still want to make sure you have enough information where people can make that decision to register. Number 11, having a registration site that is not aligned to the experience they have on your website. Now your website may not look exactly like your registration form is going to look. Let's say you're using a third-party vendor, Eventbrite, something like that for your registration form. But you want to make sure there's some type of connection. So when they're going to that registration form, they still understand that they're on your site. There's some cohesiveness just so it feels more elevated. And it's not just a you know plain form that doesn't have any branding on it. Number 12, not being on top of attendee questions once they register. Registration is just the start of their experience with you. So you really want to be timely and responding and just make sure, you know, once you get them signed up, that is a great win. But then you want to keep them feeling good about the event experience. Number 13, neglecting to address attendee feedback from past events. So if you do a survey after the event, you want to ensure you're reviewing and really receiving and taking in that information. And if you made some adjustments for things maybe attendees did not love or they felt like would help them have a better experience, share those cool things that you're doing so people can see, wow, they're listening and they're doing these things at the event now. I am definitely signing up. You know, for the most part, like, you know, people there may be things that they didn't love, but there'll be also things that they did love at your event. But if you're sharing those changes that you're making in a positive way, people are going to see that and realize that. And that's a great way to help drive registration. Number 14, talking to all potential attendees like they are the same person. You do not want to do that. You have attendees, let's say that have Attended multiple events. If you've done a couple events, then you have these alumni that have been with you through the events that you've done. Then you have those people that have never been to one of your events. You also have sponsors. So you can tweak your messaging very easily for all of them so they feel like you're talking directly to them. And number 15, not leveraging your speakers and sponsors to help promote the event. You want to create all of the assets and give those to your speakers and sponsors so they can easily promote the event to their community and help you drive registration. Those are the 15 ideas that you can take when you are creating your pricing and your registration plan. If you have any questions, I am happy to help and provide advice. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Event of Brush, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate it that you spent it with me. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love, love if you can rate it five stars and write a review. This helps us get the podcast out to more people. And if you want to connect, I am on Instagram at Eventorbrush and I would love to hear from you. Thanks and have a great day.